that. You're yeah. All right. Bro, that's a clear 180. <laughs> okay, good. All right. <laughs> clear 180. So that's a DQ. Oh, yeah, DQ. He's gone. <laughs> That uh, happened live he, with he, Wampler he on the podcast. Flagged another competitor. He's gone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast. This week you have me, Dave, and Chris. Hey. Hopefully, Leo will join us midstream. Uh, and again, this week we have a guest. This week, our guest is Logan Saunders. You may know him better as 357 Souls on Instagram. You may even know him better by some of his memes. Anyway, <laughs> let me go ahead and bring him on in. Hey, Logan. Hey, how's it going? Good. Why don't you go ahead and take a minute and introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Logan. I run a Instagram meme lord page, <laughs> three five seven <laughs> souls. Um, I have a background in uh, pro wrestling, watching that my whole life, so I kind of you know modeled my whole game playing off that. So a lot of a lot fake of hate. hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't like get. Too, I don't get too worked up about all of it, what everybody else does. You just like to stir it. That's right. I like it. All right. Uh, Logan is also, uh, for everybody out there listening to the podcast, he's a local shooter for us. So I run into him a lot at, at the different local matches and area eight and nationals last year. Yep. All right. So we're going to delve right into our getting to know Logan questions. So with that being the case, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> from dust to dawn oh that's a good one yeah i like it <laughs> okay I'm gonna, that, were <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone for now though <laughs> robert Which, rodriguez uh, Quentin Tarantino. yeah that's a good one selma hayek oh yeah mm-hmm. what's your favorite book uh in the thin air the john krakauer book uh, it's about the 1996 Everest disaster. I'm, I'm super into mountaineering and all that stuff. And I, would, I don't know if I'd ever do it myself, but I read everything about Everest and the, the 8,000ers. Those are the mountains that are over 8,000 meters. Mm-hmm. Oh, 8,000 meters. Yep. Okay. The death, the death zone. All right. Now, um, I, I know you were in the army, correct? Yep. I was a combat medic, uh, stationed at Fort Stewart, Georgia, 37 KF 3rd ID from, uh, I went in 2002 and I got out in 2006. Okay. So you weren't in any of the mountain units? No, 37 KF. Yep. And then, uh, I, I deployed to Iraq 05 to 06. I was at Camp Rustamaya, Baghdad from 05 to 06. Okay. All right. Favorite historical figure? Favorite historical figure? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I never really thought about it. No? <laughs> you, you stumped me on that one. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull a Jen, a Jen Saki. We'll have to circle back to that. Uh, yeah, circle back. <laughs> <laughs> How about favorite gun and caliber? They don't have to be matching. 
Uh, right now it's that three five seven Sig P three twenty Franken Legion I built. I just I can't stop shooting that. Um, you know, uh, when I first put it together, I was just shooting at the locals and stuff. But I'm just so obsessed with it. Uh, I'm shooting Area Seven in two weeks. I I switched to uh, Open, and I'm gonna shoot that. So I'm really? sure there's, I'm sure there's gonna be a couple ROs that are like, you're not shooting Open. Wait till we get to the Carano. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's going to be about 175, I'd say. Mm. Easy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 124 wow. grain bullet moving at about 1,400 feet per second. Wow. Anybody that's doubting that it's really a major power factor will finally. Sh- <laughs> there you go. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Hey, did you see that guy at Area 6? He's shooting 357 Magnum revolver. No. Yeah, he, he's gotten a little bit of grief, too. Some guy shooting 357 Magnum. It's a, wow, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a hand cannon. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can only imagine the flame coming out of oh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a six-shot revolver. He's just reloading the whole match. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, you're, here to, you're here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I, think, I think a lot of people forget that part. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's uh here's one unique just to you, Logan. Go for, go for it. Favorite wrestler of all time, and no, it cannot be the Iranian Sheik. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Really, really? Oh, I love him, man. <laughs> he's just, I mean, he's so dumb. He's just the the, the the stereotypical, just big, dumb jock. Everybody wanted to be him. He was horrible on the mic. But, like, that was kind of his gimmick. He was so horrible on the mic, that's what, like, got him over, you know? Uh, okay. big, Stone, big Stone Cold fan. Um, man, I, I talk about wrestling all night, man. I really man, did. I thought you were going to say Jimmy Flash Nooker on there. No, no, no. It's, it's going to be Big Pop Pump, Scott Steiner. Oh. Okay. Well, and yeah. – I had no idea you were such a wrestling fan until <laughs> two years ago. So 2019, when Dave Ankeny first came out with those state belts, yeah. and you were like, "Oh, I gotta have one!" Oh, and that's when I found out you have were you seen the person. Have you seen the new one, dude? They look nice. It's, they a, look- heart, it's a heartbreaker though, because I mean, it, you know, you got to really put on a, a good performance to get one, you know. Or have a popper help you, or uh, kick someone in the shin. <laughs> yeah, those belts are every year. They just keep getting better and better. I tip my hat to David, and you know, and that that spread like wildfire. Everybody wants one of them belts. You know, everybody that knows about that belt at that match wants one. Oh yeah, yeah. I was very impressed with the picture he sent. I was or just posted recently. Yeah. That's a very impressive looking belt. Oh yeah, one one of the best trophies in competition shooting right now. Easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Totally agree. So how how long have you been shooting competitively? Competitively? Man, yeah. I, I got a sob story, man. It, I wish I'd been shooting my whole life. Uh, I didn't discover competition shooting until 2015. A friend took me to a Black Creek Outlaw match. I showed up with a, a thigh rig and no mag pouches. It was July 4th, uh, Fallen Steel. It was one stage. It was like 60 plates. Uh, they had a barrel set up. I was setting my mags on a table. Well, the guy running the match, like, like yelled at me. You know, he's like, oh, you, you didn't know the rules that we have a website. You should have read the rules about mag, powder, and blah, blah, blah. And he went on and on. So I, I took my ball and went home. You know, I finished the match, and that was in 2015. I never came back for, like, two years. 
It's like, wow. you know, the, the hell with that. So then my first USPSA match was GRB Montpelier. Um, I started out in production. I shot like four matches, maybe five in 2017. I just wasn't into it. I wasn't having a good time. You know, uh, I wasn't doing very well. I was placing at like, you know, 89 out of 90. You know, it wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad. You know, and people don't want to talk about their past. They act like they never sucked. Man, I sucked. I, I know. Yeah, I sucked. I'll be the first to tell you I was terrible. So uh, I shot a little bit more in 2018, maybe like five or six matches, and then a little bit of PCC. Uh, I, I had a Keltec Sub 2000, man. I, it was full of M Carbo parts. It, you know, I was shooting that, beating people with that. People were getting mad about losing to a, a Keltec. <laughs> so. Uh, but then it started falling apart, and I just I couldn't do it anymore. So um, I switched to MPX, and that, that thing fell apart, too. I've, I've been through two of them. But long story short, uh, 2019, it really took off. Like, it just it, it bit me. And uh, I shot, like, 50-something matches in 2019. I shot, like, 50-something matches in, in 2020. And uh, I've shot a boatload this year. So I, it's really been two full seasons plus this year. I'm 17 and 18, you can count those if you want, but... Uh, not very many matches. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I have a question further down that I'm gonna jump up there then. With as many matches as you shoot, I you know, I obviously um I follow you on Instagram, so I see a lot of your posts. And I've seen your posts about ammo deliveries. How has the ammo pandemic affected you? I had I'd stocked up a little bit before this happened. Um so it didn't hurt me too bad. Uh I won't pay over 50 cents for nine mil. I've walked away from so much nine mil at the store. If it's over 50 cents. So 50, 50 cents is about my threshold. Uh, I've been lucky. I walked into Cabela's one day on a whim. They had just brought out a ton of ammo with, with no limits. I picked up 2000 rounds right then and there. And then a bunch of people realized what was going on and, you know, they started scrambling over and they were mad that I took so much, but it wasn't going in the safe. I'm going to shoot it. So tough luck. Right. So, right. And, uh, you're not boarding it. Yeah, I had like a gift card or something, and with a military discount, it was like twenty six cents around for two thousand. Wow. So I just I've lucked out. I, that's happened a couple times, like Bass Pro and stuff like that. So, well, um, and you live down in that area, so it's probably not far from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm only a couple minutes from Green Top and Bass Pro, so I just okay. you know I, I keep keep my ear to the ground and keep looking around, and I've been lucky. So, well, I'll tell you what's hurt the most is when Walmart stopped selling handgun ammo. So. Mm-hmm. I used to get the majority of my ammo through Walmart, you know, the federal 115, the red boxes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that stuff was like 18 cents around. I was buying a ton of it. So, I mean, that kind of hurt. So, but, uh, you know, I've been sitting on a little bit, you know, and, and I try to, you know, buy, you know, as much as I can per month or whatever. I'm going to shoot, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pay a dollar around for nine mil, but I'm not going to go without shooting either. So. Okay. Hmm. Let me switch my speakers real quick here. There we go. I paid a dollar for three five seven sig. That hurt. You did what now? I've paid a dollar around for three five seven sig. That hurt. Mm. Wow, that does hurt. That's yeah. like five five six ammo there. Yeah. That price. Yeah. Holy that, cow. that did hurt paying for that. <laughs> wow. I'd yeah. probably cry myself to sleep on that one. Yeah, I mean, I actually uh, took a picture uh, one time when I went to a store up here because uh, I'm up in Front Royal and uh, went to Dave and I'm like, 
can you believe the price that they're asking? And it's just ridiculous. And it's just well, what kills me the most is when like all these gun stores I go into, they have signs up that say three five seven sig is not three five seven magnum. It will not work in your revolver. Because all these people are just they see the three five seven and buy it, and then they try to return it, and you can't you can't return ammo. Right. So, so half the uh, people that bought it they don't even have a gun that it works in. Right. <laughs> like, come on. Right. Wow. That's oh, gonna yeah. suck. That's when <clears throat> that's when you try to find them and be like, hey, I'll make you a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Since you were that dumb. <laughs> I, I posted it when it was on my channel. I posted it one time. I wanted the signs. It won't work in your revolver or whatever. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Wow! So, somebody wrote in the comments, "Not everybody's all consumed." <laughs> you, you can't read the difference between Magnum and Sig. You don't have to be right. consumed. Wow! I, I know the difference between forty-five ACP and forty-five Colt. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny. Yeah. So, are you just shooting? Are you still shooting PCC then? Uh, I shot a I shot a local right before Two Gun Nationals, but I was getting geared up for it. So no, I'm just not I'm not into it anymore. Uh, I had two Gen Three MPXs. They just constantly broke down. Um, I was constantly cleaning them. They're constantly breaking my heart at matches, and that just and then you know people can say what they want about PCC, but they don't understand how hard it is to run run a rifle through a, a stage that's designed for pistols. I mean, it has its own you know uh, challenges. You know. So I can shoot splits faster with the rifle. I'm, I feel like, you know, I can get through an array of targets faster with the rifle, but I move through a stage better with a pistol all day long. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, maneuverability, my, you can't beat a pistol. Yeah, my carry optics times are, are as fast or faster than with the PCC. Mm. So um, I think I think maybe I will, you know, a little bit of PCC, but, I mean, my focus is carry optics. So Okay. I love that red dot. I shot, I shot iron sights at nationals, man. You know, I got punished a little bit. I don't, I just don't shoot irons anymore. Oh, come on. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. You know, I, I, kept, I kept looking over the gun for the dot. <laughs> so are you shooting your 357 in carry optics? No. So I have two different, uh, 320 builds. One is a, uh, excuse me. One is a complete Legion and it's nine mil. The other one is a Legion lower on a three five seven Sig upper. Mm-hmm. So same holster, all that stuff. Um, very comparable to each other. Okay. Just one recoil is a lot more. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, what's the recoil difference like? I mean, what's the um... that that three five seven Sig's a hand cannon? It's a it's a neck down ten millimeters. What it is. So okay. It's, it's it's got some uh, it's got some recoil to it. Yeah, it's gonna require some grip. <laughs> so I, I find when I shoot that and then go back to nine mil, I kind of over grip the nine and I drive the, I drive it down a little too much. Oh, uh, yeah. anticipating. Yeah, yeah. I'm just crushing the nine mil after. Yeah, I, I believe it. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, but it's, but it's weird. You know, more recoil. I shoot the three five seven sig better. I don't know what it is. Just maybe I spent more time on that gun or, or what. But I'm more accurate with it. Do you think you're more patient with it? Yeah, I think maybe a little bit more visual patience because you can't just slap the trigger with that. The nine mil, I feel like I just you know can rip on the trigger a little bit more. So I I can really imagine you feeling that. Like, let's say you shoot a match, like Fredericksburg. You shoot Saturday and Sunday, 
two different guns. If you shoot your 357 on Saturday, I could see we're on Sunday. You'd be like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you know, on, on close targets, you know, uh, the kinesthetic shooting, uh, my relationship of the gun to the target, I'll just pull the trigger sometimes. But uh, really, it's sight picture bang, sight picture bang. And I'm, I'm not doing that with the carry optics as much. I'm usually the carry optics, it's, you know, hammering it, sight picture, two trigger pulls. So, right. Okay. Now, as you said, you you have shot a lot of matches. What what so far has been your favorite match? Uh, that's a good question. So each I, the main ones I shoot are uh, GRB and Montpelier, uh, Fredericksburg, Fberg, uh, Sir Walter, True North, and Pitt County. Those are and each one has their own you know unique things. Uh, very challenging. A uh, lot of heat. It's going to be Sir Walter in North Carolina. That that's. That's got the most talent every time that you go to that match. There's a ton of talent, and they set up some pretty good stages that are challenging. Uh, you, you're not going to see many hosers in this area. It's all hardcover, no shoots, all that stuff, distance shooting, tight shots. Um, Fredericksburg, I, I really like that match. A lot of people come out to it. I see more I see more of the people I regularly shoot with at Fredericksburg, so that has a special place. And then GRB is always going to have a special place because that's where I started competing, so... And Chris sets up good stages, but he he's he sets up really tight stuff. So there's always a lot of tight stuff at GRB. So Pitt yeah. County, Pitt County always has 32 round stages. So you get a lot of a lot of bang for your buck. Um, and then True North, uh, I just, True, True North is probably the newest match I've been shooting, but um, they have a a steel challenge. Uh, USPSA or Outlaw Steel USPSA match. So it's USPSA style stages, but it's all falling steel. So that's really fun. Uh, oh wow! I've yeah, I've shot um their steel challenge match there. I've never shot one of those. Yeah, it, all it, it, you run and gun just like USPSA, but it's all falling steel. That's all the targets, and they'll have like little uh, painted black targets with a white hand on it. Those are your no shoots. So, but it's all time based. So. Um, like if you knock down one of those no shoot steals, it's like a 10 second penalty or something. So, okay. That's really oh, that's fun. Actually sounds pretty fun. Yeah. I, I know it is. Yeah. It's a good time. Yep. You know, immediately if you have a mic or not, that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I know you're an RO. What led you to that? Um, so just at matches, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to say, you know, and I'm the best or anything like that. I'm, I'm really not, but I just saw so much poor officiating that I said, I can do, but I can do that better. So that's what really pushed me into being an RO. You know, I study all the time. I, you know, uh, brush up on the, the rule book, all that stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a student of the game. I really am. I care very much about USPSA. USPSA is pretty much my life, you know, so care very much about the sport, care very much about the rules, all that stuff. So, um, I'm ho I'm hoping to find a, a CRO school soon, so I can so I can make CRO too. Okay, and you've actually been on my radar for a while to be on the podcast. I wanted to wait. Uh, if you remember, I I messaged you a while back asking if you were going to Two Gun Nationals. You said yes. Yeah. So I was like, that's when I'm going to have him on is after Two Gun Nationals. That'll give us that to talk about as well and yeah. how that I, went i definitely appreciate the invite you know like i said you know uh this is my first podcast i'm excited to be here so definitely appreciate you considering me go ahead chris no i was just going to say because you were leading in with the whole the ro questions 
mm-hmm. and everything. So um, go ahead and finish up with the whole RO stuff because I, I this is the area which I find very uh, interesting um, because uh, being a, a a larger person, um, you know, it the way the belt sits and everything of that nature so i just okay with the new rule changes so i'm kind of like going okay i wanted to see what his thoughts were because you had that on there so go ahead right well and and this next one there's there's a little bit of a lead into it um and it's funny you said you thought you you know that you weren't necessarily ecstatic with the roing you had seen yeah ben ben steger has uh come out publicly and said the reason he doesn't shoot nationals anymore is because the ROing is not, not great. Oh, it's it, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's terrible, but I, you know, just firsthand what I've seen, especially at big matches and stuff, uh, ROs not watching the timer, not catching foot faults, not catching shoot throughs, uh, uh, missed calls on, on the paper, you know, uh, clear, clear deltas that they're calling Charlie's and I've seen it firsthand, you know? So, I mean, that, that's a that's a big deal for me, you know. It's like th- this sport is made made or broken on on the officiating, you know, and poor well, officiating I, I can ruin a match. Right? Totally so, agree. Well, and I'm, now, I'm not I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that. But at, and I'm sure we'll get into more two gun nationals later. But I got called for a foot fault, and you go back and watch the video, and it wasn't it wasn't even close. So, you know, so I actually did see that video. I agree. And, you know, and I, I, at first I act like a big baby. You know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I always have. You know, I'll be the first mm-hmm. to admit when I'm wrong and all that stuff. I act like a big baby at first, you know. And I didn't I didn't say anything to the, to, the, to the ROs, but I said it loud enough so they could hear that, you know, it was bullshit. I'm tired of the poor calls, all that stuff. I said that, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't say anything back to me. I went back. I calmed down. You know, I realized that I don't have a leg to stand on, you know, and no pun intended, but. It, I sucked it up and, you know, I finished helping, you know, reset the stage and all that stuff. And I shook their hand and thanked them at the end and I never brought it back up. There's not, there, at that point it's over. There's, you know, it's over. Right. So, but so that, do you, do you feel like now with technology and everything advancing that maybe with like how they even televised uh, nationals that maybe uh, if you feel like they call a foot fault that you can request a video review and say hey look let's see i think to an extent it 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 should be you know at least talked about i know why they don't they're trying to keep the the match pace going and the flow going and and if they open the floodgates so to speak for video review everybody's gonna look at this video ro look at this video and then you know you're you're slowing down the whole match and then everybody's gonna get bottlenecked and then the match is never gonna end right so so for you know the powers that be to say well it's just never allowed then then they can stand on that and and they never have to face that you know what i mean so Correct. so it, it that's why they don't do it is because it just it just opened the floodgates for everybody pulling their phone out and then a lot of the times it's not definitive mm-hmm. you know I, people have shown me their video i've 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 dq'd people for 180 and then they go and show me the video and they're like no look and i'm looking at the video and i'm like i don't i don't see what you're talking about you know right right so it's not definitive so and, uh, but the, the case in point for my video, and that video is very definitive, and, and I posted the real time, which was kind of fast, and then I posted several slow slowdowns of it. So, and, I mean, and another thing I regret not doing, too, on that is, I, and I know better, so when they called the footfall, I just accepted it and walked away, you know, and 
in the heat of the moment, I wasn't thinking right. You know, just and I talked to another shooter about this. We I just got done shooting the stage. You're not in a mindset to really immediately go on to defensive and start defending yourself, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I should have asked questions. Hey, which foot? Which foot was the fault? Where were you standing when it happened? How do you mm-hmm. know that I faulted? You know, I, I didn't ask any of those questions. I just accepted it. So it, at least I should have stood up for myself. So I regret right. that, you know. Right. Well, and I can go back to the 2019 state match where you and I shot on the same squad early because we were both working the match. I got and a fault there too, and I just dis- I disagree with that one too. But I didn't have the video proof. The video blocked it, so I never even brought it up. So, well, if you remember, it was our very first stage we went through, and I hit the steel. The shot was in the circle, but it yep. didn't fall, and. Yep. The I, didn't, I didn't even realize because I had only been shooting USPSA for a year at that time. I didn't even realize you could ask for basically a challenge for them to come down and shoot the steel target. Yeah, which I was which I, to- I, I, I disagree with calibration check too. Just be just because it didn't fall down when you hit it, and then another person comes up and shoots, it doesn't mean that it that it, it wasn't a a proper hit. The RO should be able to go over and look at it. Was the, the mark on the steel? Is that in the calibration jo- zone? Yes, it is. It's a stage equipment malfunction. Give them the hit or reshoot them. Right. You know, I, agree. I don't even know why we're going to a second shot. I so, I, I totally concur with that. I, I agree hundred percent. But at the I know time, you, I know you saw J, I know you saw JJ at nationals. You know. Yeah. Any RO could have walked over and said that's a dead center hit. Give them the hit. Right. Yeah, I agree. So. I mean, it's it was clear. Now, but I didn't know at the time anything about calibration. I was willing to take the mic, and you're like, Dave, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, what? What do you mean? Uh, sure, okay, calibration. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah. so, you at least got to try. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. And it um, it didn't fall when yeah. Jim McBurnett shot it. So, you know, I got to reshoot the stage. Otherwise, I, I would not have. But, I mean, I, I learned. So that was interesting. Now, they getting a, they back. Had lot, they had a lot of problems with the steel at that match. Now, I, yeah, you know, work. I'm wondering, like, maybe in the future, if you did have a discrepancy like that, if you finish, you finish that stage, you have your score, and of course, then if you at the end you wrote in saying, "Hey, look," or you can write a um, uh, something where it says, "Hey, I want this reviewed," and if it goes through a review, not at that time, but you know, after the match is over, before they post the scores. Then they can say, "Oh, yeah, he's right." Then they can go back and change your change your time. Now, I mean, that's possibility. Maybe I don't know. So you and RO, you you would have a, like you said, you have a better idea. And would this delay things? Yeah, probably. So, no. no. How does yeah, I, would- I'm I'm a firm believer in you know if you're painting the steel between shooters, an RO should be able to look where the scoring hit is. Is it a scoring hit or is it outside the calibration zone? You know, right. yeah. Right. Now, I, I there is that one hour of time at the end of the match where you can challenge things, and that's now, where I, I don't know anybody personally that's ever done that. So. I don't either, but that is where I do believe that, um, like your video, be able to submit that video at the end of the match and say, "Look, take the foot fault away," and right. then you know that adjusts your your score mm-hmm. appropriately. Right, and then and then that's it for you. That's where right. I think that kind of stuff can be done. You know, right. Now, getting back real quick to the RO thing. Now, you were an RO last year at uh, the Carry Optics and Production Nationals, as well as Open and Limited Nationals. 
That's a that's a, a lot of high level shooters. No, 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 no. no? I, just did, I just did carry optics and uh, fact. It was factory gun nationals production and carry optics. Right. Shot, oh, okay. You didn't shot, do. I didn't do open and limited. Okay. Yep. Now, but what's it like to you? Because you also did area eight. Now, what's it like to RO a national match versus an area match? Um, believe it or not, they they felt the same. So, okay. I had been ROing, um, I mean, a lot. If you go to any local in this area and you're on my squad, I'm going to be ROing pretty much the whole time. Uh, there's other people that jump in, obviously. I mean, I can't do it, you know, 100% of the time. But pretty pretty much, you know, I, I try to run the squad, you know. So I, I had a ton of experience when I got to Area 8. That was my first major match that I ROed, and I stayed on the, the box the whole time. Um, I had, you know, obviously it's a crew of people, and there was other people that, that did a ton of stuff too, but I pretty much – was on the timer, you know, the majority of the time. So, um, I, 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 I figured you were going to ask me about, you know, cause you told me, you know, kind of offline about the pro shooters. Of, I want to say my, the first pro shooter I, I, uh, ROed was Shane Coley. So, okay. And not to throw him under the bus. I had to give him a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he asked for the overlay. I was like, hey, no problem, man. And uh, I was like, I'm sorry, man. It's just not there. So, so the very first pro, you know, I had to, had to punish him, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now, do you think um, ROing at Area 8 helped for Nationals? So you, you didn't have to worry about – because I know Siler came through there. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nils, uh, I mean, everybody. No, Well, I never ROed Nils because he shot on staff day. So uh, yeah. he was with his – squad okay so, i got you. uh siler shane coley uh todd jerry i shoot with todd all the time he's still a pro shooter but i mean I he, he's more time. of a local shooter at this point yeah so uh, <laughs> there's a lot of big names at area eight but i mean I, I felt comfortable the whole time so i i feel like i'm a better ro than a shooter so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pre I'm pretty comfortable okay uh... now so what do you think are you going to lead in with the question for the uh, the, the changes? Yeah, in just a minute. Okay. I've, I've okay. got – because there's an unwritten rule I wonder if they talk about at RO school. Oh, yeah, what's that? And that's the height requirement to be a national champ. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I mean, did you see the height of all those guys that came through nationals uh, on the know. super squad? I don't know. They're all like five foot 17 inches tall. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, Nils is pretty tall. <laughs> Mason they're, pretty they're tall. They're all pretty tall. I yeah. mean, Leo, who's six foot, we looked at each other. We're like, uh, wh what in the world? They were like, it was like a whole stampede of giraffes just coming through. We're like, yeah, what in the Josh, world is going on? Uh, Josh Frey looks pretty tall. Yeah. Uh, Leo Gravis isn't, though. So he's a champion of the, the smaller, shorter stature people. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> he's cheating the rules. Uh, right? he, he and he and Siler both. <laughs> He's like a five eight, five seven, five eight, somewhere in there. Not to throw him under the bus, you know. Way, way, you know, one of the, one of the best PCC shooters on the planet. So, all right. Before we get to the rules changes, I want to play a quick game with you. All right. <laughs> all right. Let me find it. All right. So I need your ruling. I'm going to play a short video clip, and then I need I need R O Logan's ruling on this. Okay, oh, oh, tell man. me what you award this guy. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I see what he's saying now, and I'm like, oh, oh, and I'm like, okay, that that wall. Oh. And then, 
Are you okay, Leo? Okay, okay. <laughs> I know it's not loaded, and I know he's not going to shoot me, but he's literally pointing that at my image right now, and it's freaking me out, man. I know. It's, it's, you're, you're like, well, for me, where are you at? You're yeah. like... All right. Bro, that's a clear 180. <laughs> okay, good. All right. <laughs> clear 180. So that's a DQ. Oh, yeah, DQ. He's gone. <laughs> That happened uh, live with he, he, Wampler he on the podcast. Flagged another competitor. He's gone. <laughs> oh, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it's that new Cool Fire trainer system, the CO system. So okay. I was just showing Dave Wampler, you know, the system and everything, and we were talking about the trigger wall, trigger wall, and everything like that. Well, I had it right at the trigger wall, and then it just. Though, and I had that new Freedom Smith trigger system in there, and it's just so light that it's just just a hair. <laughs> yeah, that thing was like, you know, and then and <laughs> it's like I knew it happened, but I'm like, play it off, keep going, you know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm not one of the, you know, you see all those YouTube and channels uh, for safety. It's unloaded. I'm like, you're you're posting a video online. Nobody cares if your gun's unloaded or not. <laughs> you know, right, Every, right. Everybody's all worried about I got to show what's unloaded on the video, right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever all right so. so what what chris is alluding to is your thoughts on the rule changes like uh the holster and magazine placement uh it doesn't bother me but you know what i i don't have i don't have as long a dog in the fight as everybody else you know people that have been doing this 10 15 20 years you know and it's been you know behind the hips all that stuff you know they've, they've got tons and tons of hours of training that so they're probably more upset than me. I kind of just went with the flow, you know. Um, to me, it makes sense, you know, uh, having having the mag pouches up front. Why do I need to reach behind my hip to grab them? I, I never understood that rule, you know. Yeah. So it really didn't bother me to move them. So. Does it, I assume it makes a little bit of – makes your job a little easier not having to worry about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I run the mag pouches, the Canada in the front now, and, I mean, it's, it's faster, you know, but – I don't think it's like, you know, match winning faster. So. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely think, I think the biggest difference is going to be the, the magnet. Um, yeah. So if you're doing an unloaded barrel start or table, you know, something you can slap yeah. one on your magnet real quick, especially shooting carry optics or open. You only need two mags typically. I, I ordered a mag pouch with a mag from Safari Land. I run an ELS system. And uh, it took like 40 days to get here, and I get it. I'm so pumped. I open it up, and it's left-handed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so, you know, I called them, and they were cool. You know, I, I like Safari Land. They're like, well, you checked left-handed when you ordered it. I was like, maybe I fat-fingered it, but that's not what I wanted. <laughs> so I, I took the heat on that one, so I sent it back. So um, I think I uh, – you know, I shoot with Larry Talbot a lot, and uh, he's got one that he got off, like, Ben, ben Stager Pro Shop or something, and it just it's a clip to the belt. So I think I'm going to go with that one instead anyway. So it ended up working out. Okay. It's a little just more low profile. So. Yeah. It was, it's funny with the whole rule change. Uh, at Area 8, I had uh, one of the ROs come to me, and my mag pouch was a little up front, and, of course, it was canted. You know, and yeah. he was like, oh, you can't have it like that. It's got to be back and it's got to be straight up. And I'm like looking at him like, 
Do you yeah. seriously think I'm going to really make a dent? Yeah. <laughs> and see, like, you know, I get it. You know, the rules are the rules and all that stuff. But you got the spirit of the law and the letter of the law, you know? Yeah, the, right. the letter of law says it needs to be behind your hip. The spirit of the law, hey, if it's a little bit forward, doesn't matter. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. And then, of course, at that time, I was wearing it. I had a shirt that was kind of hanging out. And he's like, oh, you got to tuck your shirt in. I'm like, what? Really? Yeah. At, yeah. at USPSA? Yeah. Yeah, Area 8. Where in the rules does yeah. it say you have to have a tucked-in shirt? Uh, it was like actually dress code rule. So, Like a match in- dress code? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, it's really, you want me to tuck my shirt in? He was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm I've like, never, I've okay. never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, that's, that's a little tight, if you ask me. That's a little yeah. tight. Yeah, Huggy might have had a little plumbing crap going on. Maybe that's what it was. No, no, no. He put on a show. <laughs> right. I bent over and I'm like, oh, is that a mag on the ground? <laughs> yeah. Um. As as far as the flashlight stuff, that doesn't really bother me either. You know, uh, mm. they were talking about oh, that should be a level one, you know, exemption thing. Well, I haven't really seen a whole lot of people at major matches using the flashlight, so. I used a flashlight okay. at uh, at Two Gun Nationals with the limited gun, so I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. The, now, did they did they the, check it to make sure it worked? No, no, I haven't <laughs> had anybody do that. I mean, it had batteries in it. You know, I, I, it's not filled with <laughs> filled with lead weights or anything. <laughs> but uh, have, have y'all seen that lock grips? Uh, yeah. Glass? Oh my god, that that's yeah. corny. Yeah. How, would, but how brilliant is that? We're gonna take a keychain light, put it inside. Make it a hundred pounds, and there's your weapon mounted light. Yeah, it, it's a little over the top, <laughs> but are you shocked though? You know, it, no. they changed the rules, and you know, people are gonna push that envelope, so they're gonna game it. Yep, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't personally do that, but I'm not mad at somebody that, that wants to put that on their gun, you know. Unless they yeah, beat it, me, that'll be a little bad if they beat me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely not going to take them from outside of the super squad to winning the national championship. That's no, for sure. No. <laughs> All right. Get so people get worked so worked up about the rules, and half the time they're not even in contention. You know, I'm like, <laughs> right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> yep. Uh, the only thing I ever get upset about is just you know me feeling like I didn't perform my best. But other than that. I I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna threaten anybody uh, for USPSA or Area Eight Championship or State Championship or National Championship. Like you said, I mean I'm going there to have fun. I'm going there. I'm to going shoot. there to have fun. I want to shoot Get well. I'll, I'll never say yeah. that I don't care about the outcome. I do. I 100% care about the outcome. Uh, after the match, I'm on practice score, hitting refresh nonstop. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, mean, I, I I care more about my class though, you know. So. If I'm like A class or whatever, I care about winning A. I'm not trying to, you know. Well, I mean, I'm I am trying, but I mean, I'm not. I don't expect to beat all the GMs and all that stuff. So, I'm I'm always trying just to improve myself, beat myself. Yeah. So, you know, I know I'm not gonna, you know, run with you guys up there at the top level. But I know that hey, I'm going out there to beat myself to make myself better. You know. And yep. just have a good time, you know. Or find find a friend and try to beat them. Like I, I shoot Larry Talbot all the time. I always try to beat him. And yeah, nine, I, I, nine I times used, out of ten, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I usually <laughs> try to compete against Leo. You know, since he's not here, and 
I'll, yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you that uh, I enjoy competing against him because uh, he usually buys me appetizers after the match. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little friendly wager. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So. All right. So switching to the two-gun nationals now. This is a multi-part question. Um, so you took your 357? Nine mil. Okay, um, so you shot your nine. So there was two divisions. There was open and limited. And, I mean, there was a ton of heat in both, but, I mean, the, the there was a lot more heat in open. So, uh, and, and at the time, I thought, because the only experience I have with two-gun is my local Black Creek match, which you run with your pistol in your holster. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I've ever, I've only been DQ'd once in my entire shooting career. I was running two-gun at Black Creek, and, I was running with my primary and I felt something shift and I thought it was like a mag or something. I, and I heard it hit the ground. And I knew, and I looked back, my pistol had flown out and was laying on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. I was running a slick top holster. So when they announced two gun nationals, I have retention holsters, which don't work with my carry optic setup. So I, I bought a, a iron, a, a la carte iron sight upper from SIG and I was going to run a retention holster thinking that I was going to be shooting with the rifle and running with the pistol in my holster. And that wasn't the case at all. So, uh, but anyway, so I'd switched to limited to do that, you know, less heat and, and the retention holster. And then I end up going back to the slick top cause I didn't need it. So, okay. I, I trash irons. I had fun shooting irons at that match. It was very challenging to me cause I just don't ever shoot irons anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I, I got my groove on a couple stages. Now, what did you shoot for PCC at that match? So as a, it's a Frankenstein build. So it's a Brecky custom upper, which that's uh, Max Leagranis, him and his guy, they've come up with. Uh, it's a 12 and a half inch barrel with a four inch cop pinned and welded. And then the smoke composites handguard. And uh, it's a Foxtrot mic lower with Timney trigger, rubber city bolt. And, um, what do you call it? The Blitzkrieg uh, uh, hydraulic buffer system. Wow. So, uh, takes Glock mags as it was super reliable. It ran like a champ all weekend. Um, I I didn't clean it the second the between the first and second day. I never even cleaned it, which with the MPX I would have to, mm. you know. So I never cleaned it between the second. It ran the entire time. I think I shot. Uh, I I had a 600 round bag and a and a 500 round bag. I went through the entire 600 bag and about half through the 500 over the weekend. It was over 800 rounds. So. Pistol wow. and rifle, pistol and rifle, no issues. Wow. Okay. I That's a expect- lot I, of ammo. I know. I wasn't expecting to shoot that much. Most of the stages are like 40 round rifle, 30 round pistol. Wow. 11, 11 stages. There was a couple that were pistol only stages or PCC only stages, but uh, I shot over 800 rounds easy. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so- After I was, I was like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money on top of all the travel. Mm-hmm. Oh Goodness. no, me and, Larry, me and Larry were talking about it easy over fifteen hundred uh, with the travel, wow. buying that upper uh, hotel, all that stuff, uh, the ammo wow. over fifteen hundred. Wow, goodness yep. gracious! Mm-hmm. So overall, how do you rate the match? It's great. You know, um, I was expecting a hoser. It was not a hoser at all. It was super technical. Um, the only thing that you know. I wish it had been a little bit different. They had the dump boxes set up in the same spot. So everybody's kind of 
kind of running the same plans. I mean, there was there was difference in the plans and stuff, but everybody's got to go to that the same box. Everybody's got to, you know, whether you're picking up your rifle or picking up your pistol, you're still going to the same spot. So I thought it was going to be more running with both your guns. And, and I get why they did it, you know. Uh, this is a, 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 a the inaugural two-gun nationals. You're going to have a ton of people show up with slick top holsters. If they had people running around, you'd have seen a lot of guns on the ground and a ton of DQs. So I get why they did it. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, the format was great, and then the other thing that kind of you know threw me for a loop. So when me and when me and Larry got down there, uh, we thought it was the fastest man wins. We thought it was you know uh, uh, just time based, and it's time plus points. So you finish a stage, and whoever's the fastest on that stage wins all the points for that stage, and everybody that's slower uh, gets a percentage of his points or her points. Yeah, so we didn't figure that out to the second day. So I would have shot it completely different. Like the first day, I just, I was just spraying and you know, just throwing shots, you know, and didn't I didn't care about points, you know. Right. So the second day, we realized it's points based. So like, like Larry had like a terrible stage that he just bombed, and I was like, well, if you did better than me on all the other stages, it's not going to matter. And it didn't. He beat me by like one point. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys time, were pretty time close. Time plus points. Time plus points. He came in 29th. I came in 30th in limited. So out of 92. So not too bad. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, upper third. I can't complain. Especially yeah, with irons, I never shoot. Yeah, first yeah. time ever. Yep. You know, I'd run. I'd run that match. But as soon as I left, I was like, I'd run it back. <laughs> you know, I'm a competitive <laughs> person. I was like, run it back. <laughs> so, so I, I take it more, next year. Uh, yeah, I hope we see more local matches like that. I mean, it's an easy setup. You know. Uh, time plus points is, you know, the fastest man wins, fastest man or girl wins, you know, and then it's uh, stage wins and points percentages from each stage. So, okay, there you go. The, they had a they had little uh, clay, you know, pumpkins. I hated those. They're so hard to shoot. They were, they put some at like you know thirty, forty, fifty yards. <laughs> clay pumpkins, really? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like how were... how big is this pumpkin? Uh, I mean, about the size of your fist. Oh, hey, hey, hey. you know the clay pigeons. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. Oh, about. Pi- yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Pumpkin, pumpkins, pigeons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had wow. them set up on little target stands. There's some tiny shots. Mm. Absolutely. That'll make you slow down, yeah. unless you're yeah. Max Lear Grandis. Yeah. Uh, a lot of standard reloads with with the PCCs. Not just me. A bunch of people standing reloads <laughs> with the PCCs. <laughs> wow. Yep. Okay. That's mm. it. Very interesting. Now, how do you rate the uh, the range complex? So I'd never been there before. Um, you're f- are you familiar with Colonial Shooting Academy? Yes. So when you go there every year, you got to watch a video and the safety card and all that stuff. Well, that place yep. did the same thing. Um, it was it was pretty big. Um, you know, they you drive in and the the main complex building is right up front, and then you go in, you do all that stuff, watch the video, take the I think the card's good for like a year. And then you drive down to the bays, and I mean, it's a big range. It's it's it's, it's, it's the biggest range I've ever been to. It's it pretty impressive. Now, how far how far was it from where you parked to the bays? Uh, maybe like five hundred feet. That's okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad so, at all. So they had um, so there's the parking lot, and then they had the five main bays right there. And then up around the corner, which was, that's not, I mean, walking distance just wasn't going to happen. Uh, they gave you a parking permit to park back there on the back bays. So it's like five bays here and five bays in the back. 
So if you were, so we shot, we shot the front five bays on day one and then the back five bays on day two, they let us park out back on day two. Mm. So there were 10 stages total. 11. Uh, they doubled up five stage five and six on one bay. Okay. So one stage was a little PCC stage and the other one was a pistol stage. Okay. So we started on five and six and it was a torrential downpour. We shot so many <laughs> stages in the rain. <laughs> That's the other thing, you know, and you can't control the weather, but they broke it up. So morning squad was like nine to two and then the afternoon squad started at two. So nine to two, it was sunshine, beautiful. And then as soon as we, you know, it's our turn to shoot a torrential downpour. So out of the 11 stages, I think I shot four and and not that weren't in the rain. I shot seven in the rain. Wow. <laughs> now, did they put the plastic over the targets or? They did, they, yeah, they, they did. They put the plastic over the targets. But, uh, you know, these, these plastic bags were, were pretty fresh. You know, normally they're all beat up and you can't see the mm-hmm. targets. That, right. You can, you can still see the targets decent. These were, these were probably the, be- the best bags I've seen. So okay. I would, I'd still like to see. They must the, have different uh, bags in Alabama. <laughs> I'd still like to see the uh, the waterproof targets, you know, with the waterproof yeah. pasties. Yeah. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go. So, mm-hmm. so well, I know uh, Dave probably asked you, but I'm going to ask if you had to compare Frostproof to Talladega, which would you choose? Uh, I mean, that's tough. Um I don't know. I th- I think uh, Talladega has the better range facility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just there's a lot of money in there. I mean, it, they have nice bays, but I mean, I had, I had fun at Frostproof too. So I mean, it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But Frostproof has that. If you ever shot at Frostproof, they got that 7 a.m. sun. Yeah. So I I didn't experience yeah. that. Maybe I just you know just went in the cards, but I didn't experience that at Alabama. <laughs> that. that anybody that shot at Frostproof shooting in the morning is awful there. Yeah. Yeah, we especially, we especially just, with a red dot. We were we were fortunate enough to experience that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we sure did. Oh yeah, man, we just talked to Gianni uh, Giordano, and he was saying the same thing that he doesn't care for frostproof at all. Mm. Um, but uh, see, I, I won't I won't go there. I won't I won't go that far. Yeah, I've, I've yeah been, I've been to frostproof twice and I had fun both times. Uh, PCC Nationals and Carry Optics Nationals. So. I had fun at both matches. Yeah, uh, shot. Sh- Shannon Smith was running it. He put on mm-hmm. a good show. Yeah, he does. I, I, I like their bays. I mean, granted, the one you know with the sun does suck, but I mean, they had plenty of bays, which was nice. You know, didn't mm-hmm. have to double up or anything of that nature, uh, except for Bay Nineteen. That no, the I, end. oh, you you read my mind, Bay Nineteen. <laughs> I, I don't like that bay. <laughs> well, we it's so, it's so big, and they think they got to fill it, and it's like a marathon sprint through the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they put well, up we like a, a thirty-five it. yard target at that one. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, forty-two <laughs> yards is what it was lazed at, and yeah. we got to shoot it the second day. That was our first stage, and it was the torrential downpour. Uh, so all yeah. we had was a big blob out there at 42 yards. I'm like, where am I going to aim at this blob? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was I started, still, I mean, I had a great time. I loved it. That 42-yard target. Uh, so we had just got back from lunch, and I never eat, uh, you know, at, at big matches or whatever. Well, I end up eating. And, uh, you know, 
head was in the clouds and uh, he gave me the make ready. I loaded my gun, took my mag out, put it on the belt and started that stage with one round in the gun and no mag in. He never said a word. He's not supposed to. He said, beep, and I drew and bang, click. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, and I was looking forward to that stage too. And what's worse is, uh, so after I reload, I shot that stage in like 33 or 34 seconds and uh, a lot of Elfos, very few Charlies. I crushed that stage, but the the messing up the start, you know, really hurt me, uh-huh. you know, on the time. So <laughs> I shot I shot a great stage, but had a that terrible was a big start stage. Yeah, uh, it was huge. Oh, I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. to this day, I'll never forget that stage because I we walked back there and I walked in and I'm like, oh my god. So let me ask you. You know, I know you're interviewing me, but let me ask you this: Do you guys plan makeup shots? Uh Plan makeup I, shots. Yep. So everybody wants to sh- like. Let's say you got a bunch. I of did paper. on that one. Yeah. Let's say you got a bunch of paper and it's two per paper to neutralize the target or whatever. Um, sometimes I'll plan a makeup shot. So like when I started that stage, I planned to put three on that that forty two round immediately. Uh, so bang, bang, bang! I immediately planned three for that target. So uh, no, I actually I didn't. I was just like, you know what. I'm just going to shoot it and I'm moving. <laughs> I'm like, this thing is just too big and being a big guy. And I'm like, yeah, running, you know, as you come around that curve and you're running and I'm like, oh yeah, don't forget the 180, 180. You know, and it was, it was like, okay, make sure you turn, you know, that mm-hmm. I was, that was all in my head. That's all I was thinking about was like, make sure you do not. Cause they kept on pointing. They were like, this is where the 180 is. And I'm like, yeah. yep. Okay. And then we talked earlier, the spirit of the law and the letter of the law, you know, I don't look for 180s. I look for 190s. I mean, it, it, I just, just cause it, it turns just a little bit. I just don't think that's, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're a lot of, a lot of ROs think that the 180 is to DQ people and it's not the 180 is to keep people safe. And you got a right. lot of ROs that use it as a tool to DQ people. Not like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I th- I think they'd had some DQs, so they just wanted to make sure that everybody knew. Because they even said, "Look, if you reload over here, be careful because this is where people have been DQ'd." So they were yeah. they were just trying to preempt to make sure nobody got DQ'd. Right. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. did the right way. Yeah. It was good. Yep. But yeah, they were definitely like, "Look, the back berm and whatever." But that was a that was a very fun stage. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that stage a lot. So. Now, how was your overall experience at Two Gun? How would you rate that? Uh, it was good. You know, I had a good okay. time. Uh, I went with I went with two friends, uh, uh, Larry and another friend. So it was like about okay. a ten hour drive to get there. So um, no, the, I mean the match was fun. I had a good time. I really did. Okay. Now at Low Cap, apparently there was a food shortage. Did they have anything like that at Two Gun National? Or see, I don't know because uh, I didn't stay for the award ceremony. We got done shooting at like one, and we we left. So okay. there was still the afternoon squad, and I think they finished at like six six thirty. So so the I answer think... was no. Then I have no idea because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you guys had no food shortage. <laughs> yeah, uh, I asked uh, I asked Troy McManus before I left if we could have a proxy uh, stand in for us at the prize table. He said yes, yeah. so I was like, cool, see ya. <laughs> really yeah yeah okay Which, uh shout out three gun kenzie thanks <laughs> she she was my proxy <laughs> okay <laughs> oh that's cool that's cool so, uh, with all of the shooting and the roing what are your what are your shooting goals 
Does it stay B class for life? (laughs) 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 No. Um, You know, everybody wants to make GM. uh, But I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I I don't know what the race to get to GM is. Like, I don't want to become GM and I'm losing to A's and B's and all that stuff. You know, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I, I deserve to be a GM and I'm shooting at a GM level, you know? So I, uh, I'm B class in carry optics and open, um, and I'm A class in PCC. So I think I'm a little under. I think I'm a little under in PCC. I think I shoot at probably a, a high master, maybe beginner GM in PCC. And I think that I'm probably right where I need to be in carry optics and open. I think I'm high B, low A in those. So I think uh, I think with at least with pistol, I think I'm classed you know accordingly, and I'm I'm underclassed in PCC. If we're being honest. So that's your your focus now. Then is just to keep improving with the pistol. Yeah, um, I'd like to uh, by the end of the year probably hit high A, uh, or hit A class, and you know shoot at a at an A class level. So okay, yeah. eventually the, the end goal is GM, obviously, but I'm not in any rush to get there. Okay, so I don't, that I don't is feel your... I'm I don't feel like I'm shooting at a GM level. So okay, now how much has your range helped? <laughs> I'm there all the time, you know, and uh, I know I've had a couple people, you know, that, you know, Oh, you, you know, you only shoot steel or you only, you know, that little pie plate. That's all you do is shoot that. And, and that's what I post, you know, <laughs> right. Just, just because, you know, I don't post, it doesn't mean I'm not doing it. So there's a lot of, you know, off the, off the scenes, dry fire. There's a lot of off the scenes practice at that range that just, I just don't post, you know, pe- people want to see the, the fast shots on the steel and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, to me, from a you know, I'm a content producer, and and from a content perspective, I can I can shoot at little steel, and everybody that's watching the video hears whether I hit it or miss it. You know, so you don't really get that kind of feedback with paper, so that's why I post a lot of the steel stuff. Right. Hey, here's a here's a one second draw and shoot on steel at 25 yards, and everybody can see it and hear it. So cool. I, you know, I'm I'm shooting a couple majors this year as far as you know other goals and stuff. You know. Um, Obviously, I'd like to place at those majors and and bring trophies home. You know, it, um, I'm shooting this for fun, but I'm also shooting it to win. You know, if if I if I didn't have a shot at winning, I wouldn't show up. You know, so right. Yeah. Well, and and I I think it. I asked about your goals because I think the fact that you created your own range so you could practice shows that you're 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 in it to improve and not just show up and and burn up ammo. You know. Yep. So. So I mean, you got you got in no disrespect to anybody, you know, you got people that show up to shoot this because they want to have fun. You got people to show up that that you know they want practical training or whatever. Is is this this is a game and I play it because it's a sport. It's like basketball, baseball, anything like that. And and you know, I'm here to shoot it to win and and get trophies and stuff like that, and that's why I do it, you know. The the side benefit to that is, you know, getting time on trigger and and training and all that stuff but i mean my main goal is because it's a sport and i'm playing it like a sport mm-hmm. it's, it's no different than shooting a basketball at a hoop that's right which i'm super obsessed with nba too so <laughs> <laughs> i was until uh you know some political stuff started going down you know not uh, we won't go that far but you know it I already gave up like NFL and all that stuff. Like all I have left is basketball and you know, I'm super obsessed. If I, if I let the politics eat it, eat it, take it up, you know, I'll never have any sport left. So I just kind of, you know, I hate to say it, but I got to put the blinders on and, and just focus on my love for basketball. So I hear you. 
Uh, I don't know. I think I'll stick with pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I've been keeping up with it so much. Like, the, you know, lately, uh, I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he went away. So yeah. when he comes back, maybe I'll turn it back on. But, I mean, you know, when he's out, I kind of just lose focus on watching it. So Right, right. I've been watching okay. a little AEW, uh, though. I love Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Uh, Orange Cassidy, yeah. Orange Cassidy. Oh my God, that gimmick is so hot right now. Yeah, really into that. Well, you know, it's so funny because I remember, and you probably do too, is that you know how it was the for WWF, you know, mm-hmm. and there was always the I think it was like the Atlantic uh, Atlantic Coast Conference or something of that nature, or like the um, what was they had it, a lot of regional. Yeah, oh, Rick yeah, Flair yeah. used to be in and yeah, all the territories, kind of... NWA, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And then once the WWF, which now is WWE, you know, bought them and everything, and then this whole conglomerate came about. And uh, I think now they branch back out, or somebody yeah. has started their own little areas and everything of that nature. I like the little regional ones, you know, yeah. because it just seemed a lot better, you know. And I missed out on it a lot. Um, they come to Hopewell a lot. Um, okay. All of the older wrestlers and stuff, like the Rock and Roll Express, all of them. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, you know, I, I had plans to go to it, but then, uh, you know, COVID happened and all that stuff, so I haven't really seen anything pop up. But mm-hmm. dude, I'm, I hate to say it, the only pro wrestler I've ever met was Kane, and he was kind of a jerk. What? So, yeah. So, uh, 2005, I just got off a flight uh, from from Iraq. The, my two weeks of block leave while I was in Iraq, and he was at an airport in Atlanta. And uh, I was like, "Oh, you're the first famous person I ever met." Blah blah blah. And he's like, you know, kind of like, you know, giving me the cold shoulder. He signed a napkin. I went to ask him for a picture, and he just pretended to take a phone call and walked away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He he broke my heart. He broke my yeah. heart. Yeah. Oh man, sorry oh, to hear wow. that. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Jacobs. Oh wow, wow, mm-hmm. calling him out. There you go. <laughs> Put him out there. Put him uh, out there. But, oh yeah, that's why we're I'm, Undertaker fans. Yeah, <laughs> I used to love those two when they would battle each other, the Undertaker and and mm-hmm. Kane. It was those were epic battles, or or Mick Foley, you know, mm-hmm. the cage match. Oh yeah. That you know, when the cage actually broke and he fell through, and he's like, yeah. Oh my god, that dude's dead! Oh, you know? yeah. teeth, so, teeth, teeth going through his lips and everything. I know, yeah, and he still gets up and keeps going, you know. Yeah. And you know, it's so also amazing. I find out about these guys is that how uh, their educational background, these guys have college degrees, you know, oh, yeah. and yeah. you're just like, What, you know, and it's amazing that you find out about their 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 it's educational background. Pump pump. So yeah. it's it's the you know what though it's it's the ones that have that you know background and they stay away from the drugs because it you know uh, a lot of I don't know what it is but a lot of pro wrestlers get wrapped up in the drugs and stuff and it you know ruins their life so right the, the ones that kind of stay away from that and find you know work elsewhere and all that stuff you know like uh, a lot of them are doing podcasts now and all that right. so right. they find longevity in their careers you know. Right, I, I kind of feel like it's pain management for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of pain. I think back in the day, uh, that was the problem is that pain management, they that's what they went to is trying to mask their pain, you know, yeah. uh, from their injuries. And now, with all the sports medicine and everything, the, you know, they they have things to help them get, get through or, or rehab faster. So, 
I'm thinking that's the case because I, you know, you've probably seen those documentaries where with some of the uh, older wrestlers. You know, I saw one with uh, DDP and all of them. You yeah, know. DDP Yoga. He was working with Jake the Snake and uh, yeah, one of the big ones, Scott Hall. Man, I mean, it, he, yeah. he's turned it around a little bit, but I mean, there he, there were some dark times for him. You know, that oh. were documented. Yeah. Um, Coming, coming through the, the, you know, the apron at like a local and he's fall down, you know, doped up and, yeah. you know, they're carrying him to the ring to cut a promo. I mean, uh, that's pretty bad, you know? Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. he was just at the, um, the, what do you call it? Hall of Fame ceremony. He looked pretty good. I mean, he uh, looks old, you know, he's, he's aged a ton, you know, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I grew yeah. up on all that. So it's real hard to see them, you know, kind of falling yeah. away. Same, same here. Um, I mean, it's so hard to see when you see them. You're just like, oh my god. What, and I, what yeah, I say this a lot too. And it's you know, the problem with life is the longer you're here, the more people you outlive. So yeah, that is yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but sorry, I sorry about the tangent. No, that's right. <laughs> hey. well, he said he could talk about it all night. So. Yeah, you, you bring up wrestling, man. I can go. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Yeah, so. I, I, Go, go ahead, Chris. Finish it up. I was just saying I enjoyed too. So go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so what does the rest of the shooting season for this year look like for you? Swamped. <laughs> Swamped. <laughs> so so I'm taking a break this weekend. I'm not shooting this weekend. Uh, next weekend I'll be at the Kentucky sectional uh, shooting carry optics. The weekend after that I'm at Area 7 shooting open. Uh, nothing in July, and then it's uh, Area 8, Virginia State, North Carolina section, and then uh, Carry Optics Nationals. So, so how did you get a slot for Area 7? Because wasn't... <laughs> so, that's hilarious. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, there's a little group of us that all shoot together, and one of the people in that group is John Sardina, and I, I think you've met John before. Yeah. But um, he's from that area, and he moved back to that area and our plan was, you know, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. We're going to shoot Area 7 together if I can get in. So they opened the registration. I don't live there. I'm not part of the area. And it's it's supposed to be 75% of Area 7 gets in first. And then the other 25% is uh, for outsiders. So okay. we both of us, they did the lottery. So both of us signed up and he didn't get picked and I did. <laughs> oh no. So, you know, you know, I felt terrible. I was like, well, you, you know, I'm going to give you my slot, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, I don't think it's going to work like that. So I stuck with, it. I was like, you know, I guess, uh, I guess I'll just go up and shoot it anyway. And then they, thankfully they opened it up and now we're both squatted together and we're going to shoot together mm-hmm. with his dad. So okay. it ended up working out, but <laughs> I don't know how I got in and he did it. <laughs> Dude, his dad's a pretty good shooter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we, I think I've shot with him once or twice, and and he Cavalier. beat me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah before yeah. he went back north, his dad yeah. came down and shot a few matches. That was impressive. Yeah, he's pretty good. I don't, uh, we did a Delmarva together, and uh, he beat both of us at Delmarva. So <laughs> okay. he shooting. He was shooting open. I was shooting PCC. I had a terrible match at Delmarva. So. I beat Larry though. He claims he had the he cl- claims he had the flu. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, what about next year? Is next year is next year going to be dampened if the ammo shortage continues? What's next year looking like for you? Uh, look, I don't I don't like paying above fifty cents a round for nine mil, but I'm not going to go without shooting. So, okay. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot. Nice. Regardless. Okay. All right. So my last question is this. So you're a GM in meme production. <laughs> what does your future meme look like? Um I mean I hate to break cafe, but like I don't really care about any of it. Like the the stuff with you know Foley and all that other stuff, I don't really care. It's, it's generating content for the channel, you know. Right. Uh, I think it's funny, you know. I post stuff that I think's funny. If if it gets hits and people are into it, cool. If not, I, I really don't care. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's all my channel is all pro wrestling. So <laughs> believe believe what you want. Um, you know, I, I'll trash PCC, and then the next video I post, it's me shooting PCC. I'll, I'll right. trash flashlights, and the next video, it's me shooting flashlights. So, right. I mean, people get so mad about it, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. What, what got what got you into making all the memes? Was it just to generate content for your page? Uh, I mean, you know, it's always the pro wrestling background, you know, it's, uh, you know, I was in pro wrestling my whole life, you know, watching that stuff, you know, uh, all the catchphrases, all that stuff. I mean, the, the flat brim hats, the earrings, like it's a, it's a gimmick. It's all a gimmick, you know, it is. Um, I'm, I'm just putting on a show, man. <laughs> so, so some people are in on it and they kind of, you know, get the wink and the nod and other people are like, I hate three, five, seven souls, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You know, hey, you got you got heroes and villains. So if I have to be the villain, whatever. You know. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, it's a, it's I guess you felt good. a little of the heat down at uh, Two Gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but hey, I didn't start that though. I, didn't. I know. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Chris, you got anything more? No, no. I I'm gonna leave it as is because. <laughs> If I go back into wrestling, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be here all night. <laughs> well, I, I had a great time, fellas. I 100% appreciate you, the invite to the show. I, I had a great time. I oh, absolutely. Night, it was so. fun. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, I, I, I look definitely. forward to it. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you again sometime. All right, Dave, Chris, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Good night. Yep. Bye. You all too. Right, Bye. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.